Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am once again joined by my friend Sean Lloyd. Now if you tuned in last week you'll have heard mine and Sean's conversation about quite a wide variety of things including social matters, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, those sorts of things as well kind of got incorporated after we explained how we met and that sort of thing. Uh, but this week we spoke about something basically completely changed the gear so I decided to release it as a standalone episode. Uh, so this one is all about Sean's travelling. He went to Asia and he went to Thailand, he's also been to America a fair amount. So we speak about that for the majority of the chat and then we also to speak about the food of America and a little bit about the cost of living in Wales compared to England. So that's generally what this chat incorporates. You don't have to listen to last week's chat if you don't fancy it, but if you want to get to know Sean a little bit more, I do recommend it. That's really, I'm not going to go into much detail into what we actually speak about. As I said, it's a shorter chat, so you guys can look forward to those things. There's not going to be a promo today, so you guys can kind of delve right in and yeah I mean there's not really much else to add but if you're a first time listener I'd say that once the chat is finished with myself and Sean I will be back at the end just to talk about what's coming in the future weeks what I've got recorded what kind of guests I've got lined up and things as well as just a little bit of information of my other podcast Star Wars Comics in Canon so really appreciate you guys listening and checking the show out if you really like it you know subscribe on the usual places follow on the social media channels Twitter Instagram and Facebook and spread the word to your friends if you think it deserves it as well as leaving reviews and stuff so really appreciate all you guys listening and yeah i'll talk to you at the end welcome to genuine chit chat where we have honest conversations with interesting people and i'm your host mike burton i would ask you sean actually about traveling because you, I think you've travelled. I've only been inside of Europe except when I went to Mexico last year for two weeks, and that was, you know, I was in a nice hotel. We, I went on some excursions, which were really cool, but it was paid for by my girlfriend's mum due to her mum passing away a couple of years ago, and them having a fair amount of money from that, so they wanted to sort of treat the family and things. So I'm, I'm very, very honoured to have gone to that. But I would, if I went to Mexico, South America, I'd travel a bit more, do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I've only been around Europe, but you've been around Asia and quite a few different places, haven't you? So, what are the sort of what are some of the places you've been to, and what's some of your favourites? Yeah, so I I can't decide where I want to go basically, uh, because I'm sort of stuck in this cycle of uh, working nine to five and then getting money to go on holiday for a couple of weeks and then come back, like most of us pretty much are. And so I go somewhere, I come home, and think, oh, I want to go somewhere completely different this time round, and. Uh, so yeah, basically, um, I've been to Thailand twice. That was awesome. It's, it's definitely a once in a lifetime experience. Um, I hate Bangkok. I, I I will never like stay in Bangkok for longer than a day or two because it, mm. it is just a typical like overcrowded city. But like when you start going into the Thai countryside, like we went to this uh, place. So basically, what I tend to do, I'll go on like organized group travel. So I'll, I'll meet people there who I don't know. I'll just jump on a plane and meet a lot of strangers and spend like two weeks with them. So we went to this place in Thailand called uh, Khao Sok National Park. And it is literally the most beautiful place I've ever like seen in my life. We stayed on these like floating wooden bungalows. You've got everything sort of all prepared for you. So your meals are always prepared for you at a certain time. Um, there's a shop there where you can just buy loads of alcohol, which I enjoyed very much. You go swimming in this lake, and this lake that we're swimming in is 600 feet deep. You cannot see the bottom of it. Jeez. It's just it's just like this perpetually flooded valley. There's tigers, obviously, you know, 
you're not near the tigers, but there's tigers, there's monkeys, there's everything. It's just such a beautiful like place. I, I've, I've never seen anything else like it. I went to a full moon party as well, which um, which was dog shit. A full um, moon party? Yeah, so th- there's a full moon party uh, that goes on in a lot of places around Southeast Asia where you usually get a lot of like internationals flock into this certain place in Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Um, oh, I'm not sure about Vietnam. But, like you get people flock into these places and they'll just have a night of complete like debauchery, like um, what, what's it called, like lum- luminous bands, like luminous paint all over you. Hmm. It's night of a full moon, basically, and you just drink these buckets full of cocktails and, and just get absolutely hammered. My experience of the full moon party, like I enjoyed the nights before it better than the actual full moon party. Because you get to this beach, right? There's a military blockade there as you're going into town. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm not a user of drugs, um, except alcohol, you could argue that. But like, um, I, I suppose a lot of people that were in the taxi were evidently because uh, they were like one of the tour guides in the taxi. He was like, oh, shit. Um, there's a military blockade on the way to the village. So if, you, if you've got any drugs, I suggest you do them now. Wow. <laughs> um, and uh, oh yeah, Thailand—they'll probably prosecute you for it as well. I don't know how, why, how I don't know how people have got the balls to like just get a load of drugs in Thailand. Like I, I, I don't understand. But like um, my experience of it was just a beach full to the rafters. You could not move. Like there, there were so many people there, and I don't know if this again makes me like a miserable seventy-year-old man in a, in a twenty-something-year-old body. But it, but there were, I, I just remember I was really drunk anyway, right? Because I was drinking these cocktails, these buckets full of cocktails before I even went. But uh, I, I distinctly remember some Thai bloke just in my ear constantly offering me ketamine. I was pissed, so I was just like, "No, I d- no, I don't want it." He, he was he was just like, "Get to it!" I was like, "No," and he was like, "Get to it!" I was like, "No!" <laughs> like, like, I don't, obviously you don't want to be aggressive. You like, you don't fight Thai people in Thailand. <laughs> you don't do it. Um, and I'm not a fighter anyway. You know, you you know that. But like, <laughs> yeah, I, I distinctly remember being offered of that uh, that night. But my, my my sort of um, my favorite story that I tell people of um, of Thailand, again sort of in this sort of like little beach village, and uh, the hostel I was staying at was a good, um, I don't know, say ten minute drive away from the beach. It was just, just like on this road on this island, this tiny island, um, Koh Phangan. And um, <laughs> when I when I go on holiday, I like to have a drink, right? Um, so I started at like 11 in the morning it was then 4 o'clock the next morning I was drinking all day for this time I was ready for bed so I was just like alright okay and I was I said to the people I was with oh, is, is, is anyone ready to go home because I, I am I'm, I'm going I said no so I so I just sort of ventured into town on my own and um, there was a woman holding a sign that said taxi I was like oh I want a taxi and she said oh you want a taxi follow me follow me so I was like alright okay so I started following this woman, and uh, obviously, again, massively inebriated. So I started following this woman, and uh, I, I don't know how long I followed her. I followed her for at least five, ten minutes, and then I realized that I, I was in the jungle, like I was out of town. I was like, <laughs> I, like I realized, I was like, where, where the fuck am I? Like, if, if I turned back now, I wouldn't know where I was going. Do you mean? So 
I, I was entirely placing my life in the hands of this woman now, right? <laughs> when I told my parents this, they went berserk. They were like, "You anything could have happened to you, which United said it could have, right? But like, she she takes me to this car and it's like, um, do like a Mitsubishi L200, just like a pickup truck. Hmm. She 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 takes, she says, oh, taxi. I said, that's not a taxi, that's your car. <laughs> and she said, yes, my taxi. I said, that's not a taxi. She said, do you want taxi? I said, yeah, I do, actually. So I go in the car, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and uh, I, I, again, I was a bit, like, obviously, even though I was, like, really drunk, I, I'd sort of, like, come to realize, you know, th- this could be very bad. Like, it, it was in my head. I was like, this could be quite bad. And she looked at me, and I was, I was sort of, like, putting my seatbelt on, and she goes, do not fear for your safety. And, I, and that had me there. And I was like, oh, look, someone's going to, like, beat me up for something for my money. So, so I bargained with her in the end. I was like, "Look, whatever, whatever the fare is, I'll pay you double if you just if you just get me back <laughs> safe, <laughs> right?" And she probably she probably would have done that anyway, but I wasn't taking any chances. I was, you know, I was how old was I? Twenty one, twenty two, in the middle of the Thai jungle with some woman I didn't know in in her car. <laughs> do, you know I, do you know what I mean? I was just like, right. Let's, Let's let's bargain with her. So I did. I ended up paying her something like um, was it like a equivalent of a tenner? It was. It was like hmm. five hundred baht or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's my favourite story from Thailand. And you obviously didn't die, so. Yeah, exactly. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, she she made sure sure I pay. I was like, I was like, I've got half now, and then I'll go to my room in the hostel and get the other half. And she and she followed me into the hostel. She was like, she, she followed me. So she she made sure I paid like so I who, who knows, <laughs> but like uh, yeah when I th- when I told my parents they they really weren't happy with that but that's mental yeah yeah that's um that's one of my more exciting stories yeah I mean I, I as I said I've not been outside of Europe bar a little trip to Mexico and um yeah I I did a fair amount of travelling with my parents like uh. My dad used to like going places, and sort of my mum. Obviously, when I was younger, I used to go with them, and I'm I'm very fortunate to have gone to quite a few places like that. But I haven't, I haven't done a huge amount of like worldly exploring on myself. But is, is there anywhere in the world that you really, really want to go that you haven't been yet? Yeah, um, there's quite a few places actually. Like I, I definitely want to see more of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mainly due to the fact that you know, that's mainly due to it's it's so cheap. Like it's it's. The expensive part is getting there, but when you're there, you can live like a king on nothing. Put it into perspective, right? In 2015, I went to Magaluf with you know a, lo- a load of a sort of boys from the village. Mm. There's 18 of us went, and I went for a week, and I spent a thousand pound. When I went to Thailand in two, uh, a couple of years later, I was there for two weeks, so I was there for twice as long, and I spent 700 pound. Like it's it's so much cheaper. So that's one of the main reasons I'd want to go there and see and see things like there's a thing in Vietnam, like the Hand of God Bridge, which I'm oh. really keen on seeing. Yes, yes, yes. Megan showed me a picture of that, actually. It's, it looks awesome. Yeah, it, it does. And as I said, I'm keen historian, and I feel like even bad parts of our history, people should be educated and know that. So I'm very keen to go to Cambodia, see the killing fields, mm. um, stuff with Khmer Rouge, I think I'm saying that right. I'm, I'm keen for that. But I, I'm also dying to see parts of Africa as well like I really really want to go to South Africa with much okay. to my father's dismay because he's got some sort of idea that uh, I'll, I'll get robbed or, or killed or anything <laughs> um, and, and South America as well like I, I know 
I know Megan, your girlfriend, she speaks fluent Spanish, doesn't she? And she teaches mm-hmm. Spanish. Um, I started learning myself a couple of years ago, so I'm very keen to sort of put that to practice and very keen to like explore the South American culture as well. Mm, yeah, I mean, South America, there's a lot of places. But with me, it's almost like I wish another reason why I'd love for the podcast to make me rich behind my wildest dreams, because then I could just be like, look, I fancy going on a trip around Asia and where with Asia, um, sort of, you know, Southeast Asia, that sort of thing. There's places, there's Vietnam, there's Cambodia, and then there's other places like, this isn't necessarily the same area, but you know, there's China, there's Japan, there's Korea, obviously, uh, South Korea, not North Korea. But there's also different places where I'd like to be there for like, two or three days a lot of them and mm-hmm. it's almost like you know i'd like to go to china i'd like to see the terracotta army i'd like to see the great wall of china i'd like to lo- know a lot about the sort of the chinese uh, dynasties and things I-, I love the sort of history of that and they've got such an incredible history i'd love to see some of the sort of samurai armor and that sort of stuff and all kinds of different aspects of it but i, I wouldn't necessarily want to spend two or three weeks in china i'd want to spend two or three days see mm-hmm. the historical points of interest and then move to the next place, you know, as you said, Cambodia, the Killing Fields. Obviously, Vietnam's got a huge amount of history with the Vietnam War with America. And obviously, there's loads beyond that, but I don't know enough about beyond that. And the way I mainly learn things is if you're from museums and stuff. So, me as an individual, I'd love to just be given, say, hey, here, you don't have to work ever again. Cool. And here's 10 grand you could just spend traveling. And then I go, okay, I'll fly straight to China and then spend, you know, a few days there. I wouldn't go into some fancy hotel, but the traveling costs of trying to travel quickly via plane or whatever from all the different places in Asia to each other and only spending two or three days in each one, that will cost an absolute fortune. And it's similar to South America. Like South America, they've got, you know, got the Aztec ruins, they've got the Mayan ruins, they've got the, um, oh, there's three main ones, isn't there? Ah, oh, bloody hell. I had all three and they've gone. Yeah, so I, I've been to the same area of Mexico as yourself. Um, yeah. I, I love the, the Yucatan Peninsula. That's the sort of um, the Mayan civilization, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, one of my friends, Jose, he lives in New York. He's he's of sort of Mayan descent in, in Mexico, right? And uh, he, he tells me, he was telling me about all this sort of Mayan mythology. He's, he, he spent a lot of uh, his childhood in his grandparents' house down in Yucatan in, the, in Mexico. And uh he, he tells me about all these mythological figures. Now the ruins in Tulum mm-hmm. stayed near there. Did you did you go to those ruins in Tulum with the temple of uh, Kupacan, the like serpent thing? Uh, I'm trying to think. I've there's four sets of ruins around the area I went to, and I went to two of them. I don't think I don't think I went to the ones of Tulum. I think me and Megan wanted to, but we didn't. But we we went to the main. Oh my god! What the, Megan's got a tattoo of it. I should know this. Oh. Uh, Chichen Itza. There Chichen you go. Itza, seen... yeah. I'm, gonna... yeah <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got that because I'd have seen not such a bloody scrub. But sorry, he was saying about um, Tulum. Yeah, so so Tulum, I, I, I stayed near those. I didn't manage to get to the ruins. Um, I, I would like to go to Mexico and experience real Mexico because like, mm-hmm. last time I went, I, I stayed at a resort, which was, which was fantastic. It was literally two weeks of luxury. But like, for, for myself, I very much like to go off the, the beaten track and, and sort of like, see these areas which uh again much to much to the dismay of my parents but like i i i want to go and sort of integrate and just sit in a random pub and play their common and just speak to the locals do you know what I mean? like that that's the sort of thing i enjoy about about traveling so i would really like to go to mexico again that sort of area and explore a bit more um yeah. especially because the mayan mythology really interests me um oh, what's it called as well uh machu picchu in peru 
Yes, I want to see that as well. That looks that looks amazing. Obviously, and I know you viewers can't see, but I'm, I'm a big guy, like so I'd have to lose a bit of timber to do that hike. Mm. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I think it's a couple day hike because Megan's um, brother, him and his uh, now fiance, they went traveling, and they did the the Machu Picchu hike and everything, and they said it was incredible. But it's it's a lot to deal with. You have to you have to just a couple of days to just get there. Yeah. Uh, as I say, recently most of my travels have just been centered around around the United States. Like as I say, I mentioned my friend Jose who lives in New York. Um, I've been to visit him twice in the last. So I went. I went for my birthday in November, and then I went uh, in March as well. So you know, twice very recently I've been to New York in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also went to Los Angeles in in March as well, and that was that was amazing. That's probably my favorite city I've been to for a long time. Really, I've heard the opposite from almost everyone I know. Yeah, um, don't get me wrong; that it, it has got um, a massive problem with homelessness, and you know, you know, a lot of places you visit, you see homeless people, and they just sort of like just sat there. You just, you know, you give them a bit of money if you can afford to, and sort and sort of move on. The the homeless population uh, in in Los Angeles, they're far more sort of in your face and coming up to you and asking you for money and asking you for it, and, and sort of don't leave you alone. So I can appreciate that that's probably an aspect of Los Angeles that the people don't like. But um, I, I sort of had an advantage myself because I was visiting friends. So I had, I was with locals who knew where to go and, mm. and show me the best spots. Like went down to Santa Monica Pier, went down to sort of the Pacific Ocean. It was awesome. You know, went went for a Korean barbecue, which I've never had before. You know, like those mm. you get those like fire pits in the middle of the table and you just put the meat on. Like, that, mm. that was an awesome, awesome experience. Oh, really good that food. does sound good. Um, you know, I I just had a really great time, and <laughs> I felt like I knew it like the back of my hand already with the amount of GTA Five that I played. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, this is GTA Five. This is this is, this is it. Give me a car. Go, just give me, uh, just give me a car. I know where to go. Um, but like, um, yeah, I'm go. I've actually, I don't know if it's rather stupidly because who knows what's going on with this entire COVID situation. But uh, about two weeks ago, I booked to go back to LA in February. Um, oh, nice. I said, uh, yeah, so I booked to fly to LA for four days, and then I'm flying to Vegas for four days. Mm. Uh, I've never been to Las Vegas before, so I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, well, I've never been to the United States of America. Um, so obviously, as I said, the only place out of Europe I've been is Mexico. And uh, me and Megan have spoken about, I think, in because this this year in August we were going to be planning on going like a European road trip uh, around Italy. We we're going to stop off at Liechtenstein, Switzerland, that sort of things. But because of COVID, we've decided it's. It's much more complicated and we think that the amount of effort and stuff, because obviously certain places say, oh, if you come from this country, then you have to self-quarantine. If you it just became too complicated, so we're just going to postpone mm. it until like, next year. And we're saying that probably in 2022, we want to spend a few weeks traveling around America. And obviously Megan's a teacher, so she, uh, in the six weeks holidays in like August time, she just has the whole month off. Whereas me, I have to book time off, but my work are fairly good with that sort of thing. So we were saying that we want to go because... When I first started seeing Megan, I, I think we, from us meeting up, from our meeting online, from us meeting up, it was only think, two and a half weeks. And then she went on a road trip to America, like a month by herself. And she went to LA and uh, Vegas and New Orleans and uh, a few other places. Yeah. New but, Orleans is definitely on my bucket list. Yeah. Megan said the food, there's some places there where the food is just insane. And that's, that's really what I want to go for. I want to see... I've heard it's incredible. And well, Vegas it, got the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you haven't like if you think the food is good in the UK, 
if you if if you if you like say burgers in the UK, if you like like all all the regular sh- shit here <laughs> in America, is tw- is is dialed up. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fantastic, all of it. Like I I can't think of a bad meal that I've had in America ever. I had five guys for the first time like last week. Um, the burgers. It's, it's it's insane. It's the the only thing is, I, I, as much as I love Five Guys burgers, like they taste awesome, um, and they're really good. I I can't justify paying fifteen pound for a burger and chips all, no, all the we, time. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. We did it as like a special. Me and Megan were in lockdown. We just had one takeaway a month, and the takeaway we decided end of last month was uh, was Five Guys. We got shakes, fries, and the burgers, and yeah, it was. Megan, we collected it. We drove to place near us and collected it and it was near enough 30 quid if you go for a meal like an, a sit-down meal at a restaurant it's not really far off 30 quid so it, it is that kind of a lot of people said on like, reviews online no one online in england said five guys are crap everyone just says it's good but it's not worth 15 quid it's worth mm-hmm. like a tenner so i do get that i'll tell you what is worth 15 quid a time though shake shack right um, I've never. Had, I, I'm under the impression the shake. There's a shake shack at Cardiff, but I've never been. I don't. I don't tend to visit Cardiff that, that much. I, I'm usually sort of in the Swansea area. But um, I, I went to Shake Shack quite a bit when I was in New York, and that is mega expensive. That's like twenty dollars, which is equivalent to like fifteen quid for burger chips. Is it alright? But it, but it's worth it. It's it's <laughs> the best like sh- shitty fast food thing ever. Like. Or Wendy's, which is significantly cheaper. Like mm. when I when I meet Americans, they're like, "Oh, oh yeah." So, what do what do you like about America? I'll tell them first thing: Wendy's. Wendy's <laughs> is the best fast food ever. I'm so annoyed that we haven't got any here, but but yeah, it's the best. <laughs> but you guys have got Denny's there because I haven't had Denny's before. And there's the Denny's in Swansea, and it's like I think Swansea and I think it's Glasgow or Edinburgh. It's like one in Scotland and one in Wales. And they're the only places in England, in the UK that you can get a Denny's. And I remember when I think Alex or you said to me, oh, by the way, there's a Denny's that's opened up here. And me and Megan were like, you fucking what? What have you just said to me? And like, oh, there's Denny's. Do you want to go? It's like, of course I want to fucking go. What kind of question is that? And we went, and I think the first time we went, me and Megan got about five plates each or something stupid. And we got like... Uh, I remember. We, we, I was there as well. When I, we, had a, we had a lot of food that day, didn't we? Yeah, we had a takeaway box. So I think we also got we got like pumpkin pie and tater tots, uh, hush puppies, and then also pancakes. I think I chi- I think I had chicken and waffles. But then also I had shake and the hush puppies or tater tots, whichever, and the pumpkin pie, and I had something else as well. And then Megan basically had the same but worse. We had to take the pumpkin pie home. I think we ate it on the drive home. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The the Swansea Denny's is not a patch on any Denny's you'd have in America. It's, it's like it's just a different culture. It's different. You get different levels of service. Like mm. like, like people will always say, like American hospitality is always a lot better than than the UK. But I, it's usually because th- their entire incomes reliant on tips, whereas not yes. so much here. But yeah, Denny's and Swansea, it's all right. Like, if if anyone of your listeners is thinking of driving, you know, when when the lockdown's over, don't come now. <laughs> We're just closed at the minute, right? <laughs> You're laughing, but it's, you'd be surprised. It's just how you said it. You'd be surprised how many idiots are driving from England into Wales doing all this when there's different restrictions, like. Like there was an ITV Wales thing, there was a thing, right? And they filmed the police stopping this bloke, and he went, "Oh, but don't we rule Wales as well?" 
and they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's devolved, mate. Educate yourself. And the stories of people coming from Blackpool who are stopping police in North Wales going, oh, is there anywhere nice we can visit? And they're like, yeah, there's about four of them on your way home. Get, go home. <laughs> like, so, yeah, if any of your listeners are contemplating driving from uh, wherever they are living to Swansea after lockdown, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's, not worth, it's not worth it. <laughs> It's not worth it. Uh, shatter my dreams, shatter my dreams. I mean, I, I, <laughs> well travelled. Obviously, you've been to America now with lush food. It, it's it's very weird because there's one, there's a couple of things that everyone in the world, you know, the stereotypes of, of Britain, which I'm pretty sure no one in England actually takes offence to the British stereotypes. But it's like we've got bad teeth, which <laughs> I would generally disagree with. But then if you do walk around certain areas of, I know Southampton, you've got uh, an area called Shirley, and it's nicknamed the Mutant Mile because the closer it is to the centre of town, there's quite a lot of normal people. But the fur, it's just this one stretch of road, and the further you walk away from town, the higher percentage of people you would. not you'd see is i think a lot of the time it's like grebos and things like you know basically people who look like they're smoking meth or crack and they're walking towards you like twitching and covered in mud and their teeth were rotting and that, that sort of thing well, obviously yeah. a lot of these people are downtrodden there's a lot of you know institu- there's a lot of systematic problems not helping these people i don't want to have to try i know every time i say something now i have to put the asterisk by it by the way i'm not bigoted but I yeah. had to put that in there to clarify, but those sorts of places you've got, you, I do notice the bad teeth thing, like quite a lot. It's bad teeth and shit food. That's basically Britain. <laughs> well, <laughs> <With> good manners. <laughs> well, well, as you said, you know, but but I moved up my lips surely, which I have been introduced to by the way. I've, I've been driven up there by one of my mates. Um, but uh, Swansea's called Brown Town. Do you know what I mean? We've got a massive heroin problem yet. Not necessarily myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not finishing this podcast, and you know, going. Gonna shoot up or whatever, but like Swansea's like bad for everyone, man. And and need to have it, like the neighbor neighboring county. Like and I and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of um uh what's the word? Um since since the eighties, since the minor strikes, since Thatcher and the things like that, there's been a lot of uh decline in in this area of the world, definitely. But like I, I won't I won't say much on that. But uh yeah, so Swansea's called Brown Town, so yeah, I, I see the bad teeth thing as well. <laughs> yeah, it's but England, a lot of people just say we basically have bad teeth. The British thing is we're well-mannered and well-spoken, which is completely fucking wrong. Like so oh, yeah. English people are so oh, badly spoken. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, I'm not very well-spoken. I mean, certain people here in the podcast go, you sound quite well-spoken. It's like, you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm like maybe average, like averagely spoken. Like, I know a couple of big yeah. words and I pronunciate occasionally, but I say water instead of water because I'm a fucking peasant yeah so so my accent is is again completely different to yours as well like i like i always say we we don't pronounce our words properly we'll we'll sort of like always find a shortcut like my favorite example what is that over there i'll go what's up there and people (laughs) people will get it people will know what i'm saying like around you but like it's it's just different difference I, i don't understand how accents are so different it's very interesting Definitely, mm. especially especially in such a on such a small island, on such diverse dialects all over the place. It's mad. Yeah, funnily enough, the the episode of the podcast I released uh, just this Sunday gone, um, part one with Moxie Labouche from Your Brain on Facts. Go check it out if you listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so I like to do non subtle plugs. It's fun. Uh, it's my own stuff, so it's easy. Um, we actually spoke about regional dialects for about five ten minutes because she mm. was saying, as an American, she was saying. Well, 
the only two accents that every American kind of knows about English is like proper. I can't wish really describe what she worded as, but it's like Yorkshire, very well spoken. Yes, my dear, well, we do speak like this because we're very posh and we do not speak any way apart from that. We do not abbreviate a single thing and we take our time. Yeah. Or there's Cockney. And that's it. That, for most people in America, well, they're like, oh, I love up the apples and pears. Go on, give us some. It's like, no, what? <laughs> it's like, they're the only two. And it's like, there's, there's quite a lot of give in between those two. And obviously, if you count Britain, I mean, Britain includes Scotland and uh, Wales. And within Wales and within Scotland, you've got your own Welsh accents, but changes of the actual Welsh accent. Like the northern and southern Welsh accent is slightly different. And yeah, so the the North Wales accent is is like an incorporation between mine and Liverpool, which I'm not going to try and imitate because I, I, I can't do it. But it's like it's like quite nasally. Yeah, whereas down here, as I said, we just don't pronounce our words. We, we we'll just we we'll just always find a shortcut to not say what, what we're going to say. Like we don't like you. You just said you know what you say. What what was it? What? Water. So we we basically most teas we'll put an apostrophe on there if you're from down south. Not water. 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 You've like a D on it. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my my stepdad is from. Um, I say he's northern. He, if you're from if you're from the south of England, like Southampton, you believe anything above London is northern. When actually, <laughs> London is actually still very down south. Ah, oh, it's fucking northern. What you mean? Literally half an hour north of London. Ah, oh, it's, it's northern, mate. It's, it's, that's not. That's the Midlands. But my, my stepdad, he's air quotes northern. Uh, but he, oh, where's he from? He's from Chesterfield. Uh, and ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, quite he, northern. Like I, I, I forgive you for saying he's northern because he, yeah, he is. <laughs> well, he sounds quite northern. Because uh, have you, you've, did you meet? I Alex? met him once. Yeah, I met yeah, him yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. I thought you did because I think when Alex um, came down, yeah, you guys did, and he, you can tell he's northern because the way he speaks things. But there's certain little things, and one of them is that they don't say the, they say t. So they go, yeah. but but they go instead of saying, "Oh, I'm going going into the bath," they go, "I'm going into the bath." And yeah. it makes like it sounds weird when you haven't heard it before, but it it kind of makes sense because like we're just shortening it. It's just like with you guys. There's a guy called um called Goff and he's uh, Goff of Beer Nuts Productions to plug him. Uh, he's an Australian filmmaker, but he's blind. Um, and he's he's such a good laugh to have a podcast with. I got one planned with him in, like September, and he, he was saying that the only reason that Australians have so much slang is because they just shorten absolutely everything. And they they can't even say like I can't remember example he gave, but it was like if anything is more than two syllables, they just use the first syllable and put O at the end of it, and that's basically everything they say. Yeah, it's it's mad, right? Because a lot of a lot of accents are sort of like locked down in media. Like I, I was trying to explain this to my not explain it. I I was talking about this to my dad earlier. We watched a video of uh, some people in a village not too far from where I live, mm. and. And I, you find that when a lot of Welsh people are on telly, they, they tend to present themselves as quite uneducated, quite stupid, and quite like they do though. Like I'm not, they, they do. They they like I can't think of an example, but basically they were filming people in the pub, and they were just and you you know the typical like small village pub, much like the pubs that you get in my village, right? Where people are just saying stupid things and, and playing up for the cameras. And they do present themselves as stupid. Like I don't know if you've seen. Did you see Valley Cops on uh, BBC iPlayer? No, I haven't seen Valley Cops. No, oh, mate, right? <laughs> Literally, uh, and they and they did a, a season of Skint in Merthyr as well. Like Merthyr Tidville is about oh, I don't know about half hour from where I live. 
it's a very deprived area of, of Wales, especially at the Gurnos estate. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of BBC or Channel Four productions like to go to Merthyr because they get endless hours of of film from there. And and like in Valley Cops, as you see, they they tend to represent themselves as very like stupid and aggressive. Like there was a guy who was given an interview. And some guy who, who he'd had a fight with us and drove past him, and he just stopped him, dude. He's like, "I'm gonna punch you head in, son, and chase in the van on the road." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they present, present themselves as stupid, and they think that that's something that we need to stop to win because it doesn't have a case. I think the only thing people, anyone who isn't from England, because obviously. Uh, most or at least a lot of people in England have been to Wales. You know, it depends on where you are. If you're if you're in the sort of mid to southern parts of England, you've probably been to Wales, but not Scotland. Whereas if you're in the northern parts, you've probably been to Scotland, but not Wales. And that's mm. often the case. I haven't been to Scotland yet, so I'm in that. But apart from that, the world, because I've got a fair amount, of, I'd say about half the people who listen to the podcast are English, the other half like American. There's other people in Australia, a few other places, but generally like a 40% English, 40% uh, American, 20% everything else. And I'm certain that the only thing is to do with Wales that most people have seen is basically Gavin and Stacey. And that's 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 what people think every Welsh person's like. It's just like, well, you're either like Uncle Bryn, you're like Nez, or you're like um, Stacey. And that's basically <laughs> three types of Welsh. Don't get me wrong. As much as I love Gavin and Stacey with, with all my heart, like it's it's fantastic. I do mm. think it it's a prime example of sort of infantilizing and making Welsh people look a bit stupid, <laughs> right? It, it 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 is. But 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 yeah, I I'll never say I I just love Gavin and Stacey. Like it's, it's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. I, I, if you say a lot of your audience are American, a lot of what American people I speak to don't even know Wales exists. Like a lot, a lot of people around the world don't even know the Wales exists, right? I'll give you a prime example in Thailand. Like obviously, the, the I, I was in a taxi to the airport, and this was a proper taxi, not just some random woman in, in <laughs> no the woman in a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I was I was in a taxi. I was going home, and the the taxi driver he didn't speak very good English, bless him. But he was like he was trying to make conversation with me, fair play to him. So we we were talking, and obviously, obviously, I can't speak Thai. He was, and he, he was like, uh, he's like England, England. I said, no Wales. He's like, oh, oh, England. I was like, no Wales. And then I just said, I don't know what like made me say it, but I just went Gareth Bale. And he went, oh, Gareth Bale. I know Gareth Bale. Yeah, and, and that was it. Like, like the symbols for Wales across the world are Gareth Bale was a footballer, and Tom Jones was a was a singer. Is it? Tom, yeah, Tom Jones is definitely still a late blaster to check. Um, <laughs> like I, I remember, he was a he he became quite famous in America before, or you know, back in the day, didn't he? But he he was also quite famous in the nineties as well with Fresh Prince of Bel Air and stuff. He was a Carlton love Tom Jones, like famously. But like, yeah, a lot of Americans I speak to. They go, "Is that somewhere in England?" No, <laughs> it's not. After generally, after I, I generally have to explain then. You have to explain it. It's basically imagine England as this nice, perfect body, and then you've got this tumor on the side. That's Wales. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would be going. I, I genuinely love Wales. I, I'm only putting you. Obviously, you know, I love uh, Wales and everybody yeah. against Welsh people. But it's like I used to go there a lot as a kid. But the one thing, obviously, one of the reasons Alex moved up there uh, to where you guys are is because the house price is so so cheap. It's like offensive because like. 
Uh, my mates Jasmine and Reese, who Reese has been on the podcast, obviously you mentioned him before, he was on um, the first ever episode of Genuine Chit Chat and a couple since. He, him and Jasmine, they were talking about uh, moving to Wales because they were looking at housing and stuff and they were like, well, Southampton is a fairly expensive place in the UK anyway, but it's because there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of infrastructure. You know, Generally, if you go places where there's not as much, it's generally cheaper. But like in Southampton, I think London is much more expensive than Southampton, but Southampton for a house that's like a, a decent size, three bed house, um, three bedrooms, two being double bedrooms, one single, and then you know maybe two lounges downstairs or something in a garden. You're looking at two hundred fifty to three hundred grand, about there thereabouts. Jesus Sometimes, for, yeah, that's what I mean. Whereas <laughs> over there, I think it's something like for basically the same thing. It's about a hundred grand. Yeah, if you if you're spending three hundred grand on a house around you, that is a lovely house. That is that is a close to a mansion like that. Yeah, whereas over here it's not. Here it's like my the house I used to live in as a kid. It was a fairly big house, to be fair, but that sold for about two hundred and thirty k, and that was a three bed, two double bedrooms upstairs, one single bedroom up. Well, I said three double bedrooms upstairs. What was I talking about? Three d- upstairs double bedrooms, uh, a bathroom upstairs, a bathroom downstairs, and yeah, two lounges downstairs, and obviously the kitchen. And it is yeah, two hundred thirty, two hundred forty k. I think it sold for. And then I remember me and Megan were looking online at places in Wales because we were just you know, looking at houses and stuff. And we are like, okay, our price limit over here in England is between two and 300k. Well, over in Wales, that would literally... The amount of land you can buy. And you could basically live as a king over there. And it's like... Makes me sad. Uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily true. Like, I know that Don't a lot ruin of... ruin my dreams, sure. <laughs> I can live as a king and I'll be king of <laughs> Wales with a 200 grand house. <laughs> Right. Now, that's where we get into the adversary history between Wales and England. We're not going to do that. Um, but, like, um, you, you, can buy, you can buy a terrorist house on, on just a regular road street, for like, especially in the area that I live in, for about 80, 90k. Can't even buy so a like, flat over here for that much. Like a one-bed flat. If I wanted to buy a one-bedroom flat for myself, I might be able to get one for that amount. Uh, two, two, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, two-bedroom two house. About, about 80, 90k. As I said, if you're spending 300 grand on a house around you, you're going to get a lovely sort of like five bedroom balconies. <laughs> like, if it's 300 grand, there's quite a posh house around you. Like, but um, cost, cost of living is essentially the same. Hmm. Um, we, we get lower wages um, as well around you as well because obviously you lot of high, you know, inflated rent prices, inflated house prices. Cost of living is a lot more expensive, sort of in England, but the closer to London you are, I know you're about an hour away from London and you're in Southampton, so hmm. uh, or, or an hour and a half. So like the, <laughs> that sort of general area, yeah, it is it is more expensive uh, to to sort of live as far as housing, but you know, groceries still cost the same, but we, we get low wages around here. It's because you suck. You don't. I love you, Sean. I just had to. Say, I just had to. I had to throw some shade. You know. You know. I love you. Um, but it's getting quite late, mainly because both of our webcams are very dark now. Yeah, I, I got this. <laughs> I, I've just been noticing over time they've been going darker and darker. Yeah. And we we've been talking for um, on air for um, nearly two hours, um, off air more than two hours. Oh, so yeah. it's probably a good time to wrap it up, or I'll eat yeah, up your entire evening. But. Uh, um, yeah. 
I would say, where can people find you? But we had a nice conversation about social media, how you don't have any. So where can people find you? I'll give you, anyone who wants to know, I'll give you his address because I've got <laughs> Alex's address. And I know it's one to the left, the one to the right. So I'll give you I'll give you an address. I'll give you two addresses. And one's going to be Sean's house and the other one's going to be someone else's. So that's how you can find Sean. Yeah, it's just, a, you know, um, what's it? Rule out weird. But don't come until lockdown's over, right? Come to visit Wales later, right? But no, um, I'm not here to promote any social media. As I said, I don't have any. I don't... You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I hope people enjoy the conversation and find me entertaining. But uh, yeah, if they want to engage with me, I suppose they can do it via you. <laughs> if, you want, if, you, if you want to pass short a message, send me an email and I'll read it to him on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he that Welsh bloke, I thought he was a bit of an idiot, but he was all right. You know, just, just send, send our shit, you know, and uh, he, 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 yeah, he'll me with it. Hopefully, at some point, uh, you'll have a podcast, and then there'll be some sort of reference point. But then you can give Jack oh, all the oh, social yeah. media, and then you don't oh, have yeah. to touch any of it. I, I, I've told him we're we, we a bit of a dilemma because he hates social media just as much as mine. But he just just as I do, but he hasn't taken the steps to delete it or anything. He's still <laughs> on it. So he said, "Oh, look, you're, you're still on it. So if it, you know, when this thing does kick off, then then you can be in charge because I'm not I'm not touching it." <laughs> <laughs> I said, you can only put your show on here. Um, That's perfect. As I said, it's been an absolute delightful chat with you, just chatting shit. It's just been a lot of fun. And uh, well, I'll definitely have you on again. Yeah, well, I'd be happy to come on again. Just uh, give me a shout when, um, you know, all your interesting guests are busy and I'll I'll come on instead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've learned it, mate. I thought, I I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what points I'm going to get across. But, you know, it was quite fluid, didn't it? I thought that we did quite well there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially in the case of where you and I have been in lockdown for you know three months and we've basically not done anything for like three months and we managed to talk. Rather normally it's like, what have you been up to? Oh well, this week I did this, I did this, and I did, and this. It's like, what have you done for the last three months? Pfft, about five things, <laughs> but every day. <laughs> yeah, five days every day for the last three months. <laughs> no. no, but uh, no. yeah, it's, it's been awesome talking to you, mate, and uh, I'm sure I'll give you a message in a bit now just to make sure that uh, it's okay. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. As I said, when uh, all the interesting people are busy, give me a shout, they'll come back on, no problem. <laughs> you don't play yourself far too much. It's awesome. <laughs> cool. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said in the intro, if you haven't listened to the previous episode with Sean, I really recommend that. We had a great laugh doing that too. But coming up in the following weeks, I've got a two-parter recorded with my friend Janine Mercer. She's been on the podcast before, and we talk about a lot of cool and crazy things there. I've still got the Parents Guide to GCSE podcast recorded, which I will be releasing, I believe, in August. I've got a two-parter recorded with a gentleman called Bruce Wozniak. He is the creator of Now Hear This as a business and the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. So we had a really good chat about a wide variety of things too. That'll be coming out in the next couple months too. I've got a podcast recorded or recording due coming this Friday with someone else. Um, and then the week after that, I've got Scott Weatherly of the 20th Century Geek due to, to have a recording with myself, who I collaborated with in my sort of run of Star Wars collaborations with the guys from Comics in Motion, which were released just before December of last year. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've, there's a lot of other things kind of in the pipeline and things. I've got other chats recorded i also want to confirm that the first two weeks of august 
I'm going to be away myself and Megan are sort of traveling around England a little bit uh, just because we were planning on traveling around Europe but because of COVID it's not really seeming like the best option at the moment so probably going to postpone that to next year so we're just going to travel around a little bit what I'm considering doing is just not taking the podcasting equipment but phones are fairly good at recording audio so I was tempted for the first or and or potentially the second week in August just releasing like a almost a combination of things that me and Megan have been talking about when we've been on our travels when we're going to be driving in the car and things where we're going to be going and that sort of thing so I'm I'm leaning on that I think I'll probably do something along those lines so generally that's what you can kind of look forward to over the coming month or so a chat with Janine Mercer it's going to be two parts my traveling and a chat with Bruce Wozniak and a few other things too and uh, as I said I always appreciate anyone listening going on social media and following us as well as putting reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to the show it does make a real difference to us so or us me it makes a real difference to me so I really appreciate that and spreading via word of mouth and even checking out the back catalogue you know i've got so many different episodes so many different people have been on the show there's bound to be at least one other show that you're going to enjoy if you so desire you can either just look on you know whatever podcast app you're on and check for each description and things you can contact me um you can email me at genuinechitschat at outlook.com or contact me on any of their social media channels and i'm happy to speak with you and give some recommendations or you can check on youtube for clarity very few people listen on youtube but i've put all of the chats into playlists that are in there's like a science playlist there's a music playlist there's a other podcaster playlist so if you want to find something which has got loads of other podcasters and things in there's movie ones there's funnier ones there's ones about social and political things so lots of different playlists there that i've kind of organized things into so if you're a bit unsure what to check out and you don't really fancy contacting me and you want to just quickly do it i'd say to check out on youtube uh the last other thing i was going to say is i've got my other show star wars comics in canon that airs every saturday on the feed of comics in motion which are guys i've done regular collaborations with in a wide variety of ways Uh, and each of those episodes are normally between 20 and 40 minutes where it's just myself speaking about a run of star wars comics that are in the new canon that all connect to the wider universe so the one i just did which i released yesterday was one about lando calrissian his full name is landonis balthazar calrissian so i did a uh, there's a run of comics there's five issues of it with him and a character called lobot that was really cool and he basically goes to find uh, palpatine's pleasure yacht and finds lots of crazy sith artifacts so that's a really fun one i just basically generally talk about the story points in a comic and also add other connections to the star wars universe as well as giving little bits of information about certain characters like when they were born and where they were at certain points in the timeline and other things like that so if you're really into star wars whether you either just like the movies or you're really heavily into them i would recommend checking that out because it's good if you already have read the comics it, it adds some sort of information it's like a guide so it kind of adds more depth and things to something you've already read or if you don't really have the huge amount of interest in delving into the comic world it's a really good way of kind of opening the door so you understand the general narrative of the expanded canon without having to spend loads of money or time consuming all of the comic content although i'd always recommend people do to support the artists and the industry in itself so yeah that's basically it the last one was about lando the one before that was about darth vader i think the one before that was about mace windu then next week's one is going to be the vader down crossover between the main run of star wars comics which has got leia han luke and chewie in it mixing with the main run of vader comics which is vader dr afra and the homosodal droids uh triple zero and bt1 so 
a lot of fun things. And then I think the week after that is going to be the Galaxy's Edge miniseries, which is connected to the place at Disney World, Galaxy's Edge. Lots of cool things there, and I really love doing that show. So really recommend any of you guys check that out if you're into Star Wars at all, but no pressure at all if not. That's enough rambling and yammering on from me, guys. Uh, I really appreciate everyone listening, especially if you can hear this part. You've listened right to the very end, and I appreciate that with all my being. So thank you so much, guys. I really hope you're all being safe, and I hope you've been still enjoying the podcast and things. And yeah, I'll talk to you next week.